Good morning. Good morning. So, a few months ago, <clears throat> Pastor Joel had asked that I would speak, and this guy knows what he's doing, right? He, he knew it was Thanksgiving weekend, he's going to get the, the weekend off, so he gave me two different options. And so the first option he gave me was, hey, we can, you know, you can kind of pick back up uh, where we're leaving off in Acts, or you can kind of just do a one-off type of sermon with it being Thanksgiving weekend and that type of thing. So I considered it, really prayed about it, and I said, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm going to take you up on that one-off opportunity with it being Thanksgiving weekend and Thanksgiving kind of uh, coming to a close here. And it's funny, right, because we know that Thanksgiving is an opportunity for us to give thanks and be grateful, but for a lot of us, if we're being 100% honest, it just kind of ends there. It stops, right? We know that Thanksgiving is a time or an opportunity for us to consider the things that we're thankful for. It comes, it goes, and then that's just almost kind of like where it ends, Right. And so if we don't have Thanksgiving in our hearts, then we're not going to be practicing it. If we don't have a heart of gratitude, a heart of Thanksgiving, then it's not going to flow from out of us. And so for anyone here who has repented and you've received Jesus as your personal savior as a believer, we have so many reasons to live a lifestyle of gratitude and not just be thankful one day of the year. Not just be thankful uh, on Thanksgiving throughout the weekend and then it comes, it goes, and that's kind of the end of it. And so I had spent a good amount of time preparing to share with everyone, probably, you know, a, a couple weeks. And over that period of time, I'm kind of feeling like, all right, is this really what God wants me to share on? And so on Wednesday night, so it was Thanksgiving Eve, I shared the sermon with my wife. And she confirmed what I was kind of feeling and said, listen, this is not it. This isn't it. So had to do a full reset with only a few days remaining. But it was good because I honestly, I needed to hear that. Um, because it was confirming in my spirit, all right, this is definitely not the word that I feel God has uh, for everyone here this morning, myself included. And so before we kind of get into the word, I just want to pray and ask that the Holy Spirit would be here and that he would anoint this time. So if you want to bow your heads and close your eyes, Jesus, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this opportunity for us to dig into your word, Lord, for us to, to hear from you, God. We are absolutely nothing without you and without your presence. And so I ask in the name of Jesus that you would anoint this time, Father, Lord, that, that eyes would be open to see you, that ears would be open to hear you, Father God, and that something amazing, something supernatural would happen in this house this morning, Father, we thank you that you are here, that this is your house, Father, and I pray that you would be glorified in this time, and we thank you once again for this time, and we pray all this in your name, in your powerful name, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So 
the direction I felt to kind of switch it up in uh, over the past couple days was considering the question of what happens when we don't have a grateful heart. What happens when we don't have a grateful heart? And I can actually answer that question. When we don't have a grateful heart, we experience anxiety, worry, and for some of us, it even sends us into a pit of depression, a pit of despair, a place that we don't want to be. We're, um, we're anxious, we're worried, we're nervous. A lot of us, you know, again, can, can head to that place of depression. And so many people live a life of anxiety because they aren't focused on being thankful for what God has actually done for them. And so I want to read this first scripture. You guys can pull it up if you haven't already or maybe you're not going to. Either way, that's okay. It's in Philippians. So you can turn to Philippians. It's uh, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. And it says this, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, it starts off, this scripture starts off by saying to be anxious for nothing. Did you know that God calls us to be anxious for absolutely nothing at all? It's possible to live a worry-free and anxious-free life according to the word of God. That's pretty powerful. So that means that we can live this life where we don't have to worry, we don't have to be anxious, and it's not like this is some sort of a self-help video or like a magazine or someone making a suggestion. This is the infallible word of God right here that's telling us we can actually live an anxious-free and anxiety-free life. I don't know about you, I want that, right? I want to live a worry-free anxiety-free life. I want that. That's something that I desire. And so when you take a look deeper into the scripture, after, you know, after uh, it said to, to be anxious for nothing, it says, but in everything by prayer and supplication. So we're commanded to bring whatever is bothering us to God in prayer. We bring it directly to him in prayer. So a lot of the time, what a lot of us tend to do, myself included, I am guilty of this, instead of bringing my issue, my tribulation, trial, my circumstance, whatever I'm going through at that particular point in time, instead of bringing it directly to God, what we can tend to do is to bring it to other people, to a friend or a family member, you know, your husband, your wife, a neighbor, and that's not bad. It's biblical to seek out godly wisdom, right, and get godly counsel. But what we're instructed to do is to first and foremost bring it to the Lord. So we're called to bring it to the Lord, and it's not because God doesn't know what's going on, right? We know that God knows what we're going to ask before we actually ask for it, but he wants us to come to him. It's a part of this relationship that he's created with us. And so as we bring our circumstance to him in prayer, we're told then to have a thankful heart. So again, back into the scripture here, it says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with 
thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. And so we're called to have a thankful heart. And you know why? It's because when we're thankful, just like we were talking about before, we're not focused on what's making us anxious. The situation, the trial, the circumstance, whatever is stressing us out, whatever is causing the worry and the anxiety, we're not focused on that. We're focused on him when we're thankful. Amen. And so there's no room for worry anymore. There's no room for anxiety anymore. We're not worried about tomorrow or the next step because we're reminded of how good God has been to us, how good he's been to us in the past, how good he is to us right now. And because of that, how good he's going to continue to be. We know that the Bible tells us that He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not going to change. He is consistent. So if he's been good to you yesterday and he's good to you today, then he's going to be good to you tomorrow. Amen. So we can trust in him to be good, to protect us. And then as a result, what? When we are thankful after bringing what it is to him through prayer and supplication, there's protection protection of the mind and the heart when we live a lifestyle of gratitude. Again, back to the scripture, it says, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension. It transcends the circumstance or the situation that you're dealing with at that particular point in time is going to then guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's a promise. Again, this is the word of God. It's not some fairy tale or some fantasy. The word of God is active and alive. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. So this right here is the truth. And so we can trust in the word of God. We can trust in the truth. And when you take a little bit of a closer look at this particular scripture, you'll see that Thanksgiving is actually the glue between coming to him in prayer to start, right? And then on the other side, actually getting to experience his peace that surpasses all understanding. Thanksgiving is that glue in between. And it's not that the scripture says, hey, listen, when you do this, your circumstance is going to get better immediately. Everything's going to come together and it's going to be absolutely wonderful. It's not that. Not that at all. It's not that your situation or the trial that you're going through is going to change. But what does happen is his peace comes in the midst of that situation. And it transcends comprehension where you're saying like, wow, this situation should be causing me to worry and and be stressed out and overwhelmed. But when you come to him with a thankful heart, He brings his peace that is transcending or not necessarily making sense because of the trial that you're dealing with. And so when I think about this verse, there are so many different situations in my life that come to mind. But there's really one season in my life during the year of 2013 that I really consider. Um, And because 2013 for me, so a little bit over a decade ago now, was a tough one. That was a, it was a really challenging year where I was just being stretched in 
almost every way possible. Um, so that was the year that uh, my mom had to get a stem cell transplant and undergo chemotherapy. Just a lot of uncertainty, not knowing what the future was going to hold. Um, that was also the year in 2013 that I decided to really get serious in my walk with the Lord. I'd kind of been, you know, one foot in the church and then one foot in the world. And that's the worst place to be, just living a lukewarm life. So I finally said, okay, you know what? I'm going to commit my life to the Lord. I'm going to do this thing the right way. I want to honor God with my life. And so I was a baby in my believer at that particular point in time. Um, I had also just started dating my now wife in 2013. I met her. So anyone who's in a relationship knows that there's definitely a lot of different things you have to work through. Two different personalities, two different backgrounds, just kind of coming together and working through all of that. And then also that year was the year where I was making a career change. So... I had spent about seven and a half, eight years going to school to become a teacher, doing my student teaching. Uh, I, I taught for about two and a half years. I tried to start an after school and a preschool. So it was all education related. Everything that I had done was education related all the way up until 2013. And then I felt like God was calling me out of that to something different. And it was sales, just not related at all whatsoever to education. So there's just so much uncertainty that was happening in my life at this particular point in time in 2013. And so I remember there was one night in particular where it was one of my friend's birthdays and he was just kind of having like a little get together out east in Suffolk and me and a friend drove out there and I was overwhelmed with anxiety to the point where I just didn't want to be around anyone. Uh, I had difficulty breathing. It felt like an elephant was like sitting on my chest. Uh, I was totally uncomfortable. I was just really doing this to support my friend. And when we got there, a little disgusting, but I was so overwhelmed that I needed to rush downstairs to the bathroom and throw up from the amount of anxiety that I had. It was that overwhelming. It was debilitating to the point where I just went to my friend who I had driven there with, and I said, hey, listen, I'm not feeling well right now. Is it cool if we kind of, you know, just leave? And so we got in the car. We went back, and the whole ride back, like, everything is stimulating or causing me to feel more and more anxiety. It was just really kind of closing in on me. There was a long trip, maybe like an hour each way. And so I just want to get to my bed to be able to lay down and just try to, like, regulate my breathing because I felt like my heart, my, my chest was getting crushed. And so we finally get back, and it's funny because at the time we were living, you know, in the parsonage here. I rush into the house and threw up again right out of that window onto the roof. I mean, it was, it was pretty bad. I was, I was overwhelmed. I didn't know what to do. So I just laid down in my bed, and I was on the phone with uh, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, Kathy. And so I'm just letting her know kind of what's going on, and she's praying for me and that type of thing. And again, I'm just laying there, just trying to regulate my breathing, just trying to really regain, you know, get back to a, a state of normalcy. And I remembered this scripture. 
I was reminded of this scripture here. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And so I, rem- I was reminded of that. And it was difficult for me to even speak. I just wanted to lay there and, like, exist, you know. I, I didn't want to speak at all. Um, but I remembered this scripture, and again, I'm a baby in my believer at the. Uh, I'm a baby believer at this point in my walk with the Lord. I had been in church and I knew of God, but I didn't know Him intimately. Um, and so, as I'm laying there, I said, "Okay, you know what? I'm going to take this scripture. At, I'm going to take the Word of God at its word, right? I'm going to take God at His word, I should say." And so I said, all right, Lord, you see what's going on with me right now. You, you see the way that I'm feeling, what I'm experiencing, and I need you. And I am thankful, Lord, for what you've done for me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for your Holy Spirit who's made his home inside of me. And I just started thanking him for what he's done for me and who he is now to me in my life. Just giving him nonstop thanks. And anyone who knows me knows that I, I'm, I'm a realist. I don't like to over-exaggerate. I like to be as genuine and real as I possibly can. And so when I tell you that I felt the peace of God physically, physically come into the room right up there in the parsonage where my room used to be, I felt his peace Enter the room like absolutely never before. And if I could ever describe it, it was almost kind of like if peace was a blanket, I felt the blanket cover me from the top of my head all the way down to the soles of my feet. And again, I was on the phone with Kathy, like, and it was bad to the point where I didn't even want to hold the phone up to my ear because my body just felt like it was shutting down. So I had like the, you know, headphones in or whatever. And I felt the peace of God come over me. And I remember I asked her last night and I said, hey, do you remember what I said to you on the phone that night? Just to see, because it's like, you know, 10, 11 years ago now. And she remembered exactly what I said. What I said was that if I could die right now, I'm good. I'm ready to go. Like if this is a taste of God's presence if this is what it's like in heaven, then I just want to go to, to heaven. I just want to be there with him. I just want to be in his presence. I would so much rather be here. I don't want this to go away. I don't want it to dissipate or to kind of die down and then have to walk out of this place. I just want to be here. This is incredible. And that stuck with me, uh, experiencing his presence, his peace, on that level, it really, really stuck with me. And it's not like in that particular situation, at that point in time, I knew that uh, my mom's cancer was going to go back into remission. Or I didn't know that I would end up, uh, that seed that had been planted in my walk with the Lord, I didn't know that it would germinate and it would breed crops. I didn't know that. Uh, I, I had absolutely no idea that 
my girlfriend at the time, we would work through everything that we had to, and it would blossom into a healthy marriage where we have four kids and we love each other. I had no idea that was going to happen. It wasn't changing, right? I, I didn't know that me changing career paths was actually going to be a good thing from out of education and into sales. None of that changed, but it was his peace that came and transcended all comprehension where I said, you know what? It's okay. It's all right because I have the peace of God with me and that thankful heart is what led to that place. That heart of gratitude is what led to that place where his peace then came in. And so I want to ask all of us a question, right? Because this applies to every single person in this room, myself included. How can we be a people who are overflowing with thanksgiving and gratitude in a world like today where there is so much negativity? How can we do it? How is that possible? And so I want to bring us to a different scripture. This is in Colossians now. So this is Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. And it says this, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude, overflowing with gratitude. You know, when you take a look at that scripture, how do we live in this life where there is so much negativity and be free from it in the sense that we can actually still be overflowing with gratitude regardless of what's happening around the world in our lives today. How can that happen? Right here. This is the answer. It all begins with receiving Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Colossians chapter 2 verse 6, therefore as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord. It all starts there. So if you have not decided to repent of your sins and say, you know what? I want to live for the Lord. I want to confess with my mouth that he's Lord. I believe in my heart that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. That's the gospel. That's the good news. And it all starts right there. That's the foundation. So if you haven't done that, then I want to encourage you to do that because that is the best decision I have ever made in my life easily. Because if I was to die today, I know exactly where I'm headed. I know where my home is. I know what happens after I breathe my last breath. So for those of you who have not done that, I encourage you to do that. But now for those of you who have received Christ Jesus as your Savior, what does it look like to be a believer who walks with him is firmly rooted and built up in him because that's what the next section of this scripture says. It says, so walk in him after receiving Christ, walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him. Who is this? This is the believer who's picking up this right here. You're picking up your Bible. You're picking up the word of God. Not once in a while, but on a daily basis, every single day, and you're getting into the Word of God. You're reading the Word of God, okay? That's what we're being encouraged to do here because then that next section says being established in your faith. 
We know that according to Romans chapter 10, verse 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So if you didn't know the way that your faith grows, if you have a difficult time believing that God exists, the way that your faith grows is by getting into the word of God right here, right here. There have been a lot of people who have gotten to the word of God and tried to prove it wrong. And then as a result on the other side of it, they end up becoming a believer, believe it or not. So you're established in your faith by reading the word of God. And so if you're not deeply rooted in the truth, then you can't overflow with gratitude because you you gain a greater understanding of who Jesus is and what he actually did for you. Once you start reading the scripture and you understand and not understanding who God is from afar, because that's what it was for me. For many, many years, it was just having a general understanding of who God is, knowing of him. But when I decided in 2013 to really say, okay, you know what? I want to be in relationship with him. I want to get to know him. I want to speak to him and I want to hear him. I want to spend time with him and really be able to have my roots grow deeper into him. When I made that decision, like I said before, it was the best decision that I have ever made. And so when we are deeply rooted in the truth, we naturally overflow with gratitude. And there's no room for anxiety or confusion. There's no room for anxiety or confusion. There's all these different self-help books out there. Um, on how to get rid of worry, how to get rid of anxiety. It's right here. It's in the scripture. We have the answer. The answer is here. It's receiving Christ, being firmly rooted, having that thankful heart, and then you will be overflowing with gratitude as a result. So we can be encouraged in that. Um, You know, when I was younger and... I would be at church. There were just so many older believers at the time where I would say to myself as whatever, like a seven, eight, nine-year-old kid, like, wow, these people are miserable. They are just like unhappy. And if this is what it means to be a Christian, I just, I really don't want it. They're not overflowing with gratitude. They're Uh, grumblers. They're just not godly in their attitude. But you know what's funny is when you meet a believer who really loves the Lord and is in intimate relationship with the Lord, it's contagious. You want to be around that person. You want to hang out with them. You want to feed off of them almost, right? And you think about it, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, that fruit that we bear is meant to be for who? For other people to pick of that fruit, to take that fruit, right? So when you are a tree that's planted by the water and you bear fruit, people say, I want to be around this guy. I want to be around this girl. And it's contagious, like I was saying. So I'm going to invite Pastor Joel and the worship team to um, come on up. And I want to leave everyone with a question. And you can stand up right where you are right now, if you would, please. 
And Pastor Joel's going to lead us in a final song, Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. And as he's playing this song and we have this opportunity to give God thanks, to show him our gratitude, the question is this. As you look at your own heart, would you consider yourself to be someone who is grateful? Maybe you haven't received Christ as your Savior, and that's the crux of it all, and that's where it begins. Or maybe you have received Christ, but you, you haven't been firmly rooted. You haven't been in the Word of God. And so this is that opportunity for the Holy Spirit to come and to search our hearts and allow us to answer the question of, as you look at your own heart, would you consider yourself to be someone who is grateful? <laughs>